Well, this is our final week in ordinary time, and uh, the scripture readings towards the end of the liturgical year, very appropriately, have to do with the end of the world. So just as the liturgical cycle is coming to its end, so the church draws our attention to the end of the world, to the last things, to the final things. We notice both in our gospel and uh, we have the book of Daniel. Daniel is the it's probably the most famous book in the Bible for talking about uh, the end things. Okay, uh, that one and probably you know Daniel and the book of Revelation. But the gospel for the entire week here is Jesus' discourse about the end of the world, and uh, we see something uh, very clear, I think, in our gospel text, and that is the temple, the physical temple made with stones, is not an eternal entity. It's got a a limit to it. It's going to come to an end. Jesus says there's not one stone here upon another that will not be thrown down. So the temple is going to come to an end. That's because the temple was really just a foreshadowing of the true temple that God wanted to establish in the earth, and that is his church. His church is the kingdom of God in seed form, Okay, so that we are together as a community international community, we are the kingdom of God, but just kind of like in, a, in an immature uh, form. And when Jesus comes again, we're going to come into full maturity, and it will become evident and revealed to us, oh, this is, this is what God has wanted from the beginning. This is why he created the universe. This is why he created humankind, because he wanted this. This is the kingdom of God. All of these people living in glory and in communion with him and in communion with each other. That was the the purpose for God's creation. It will become evident at the end. But that end goal, it's it's here in an anticipatory manner amongst us uh, in, in seed form. In the book of Daniel, we have these two kingdoms being contrasted. We have a kingdom of the world that's represented by the statue. Very, very powerful image. And uh, it represents basically the entirety of human history. And it's got this gold head and a silver chest and bronze belly and thighs and iron shins. And then the feet are made out of tile and iron. And uh, you notice as it progresses... Okay, chronologically, because that's a symbol from the head to the toe is a symbol of the history of humankind going going forward in history. As that chronological progression goes forward, there's a cheapening that takes place. The value decreases, the worth decreases, because it starts with gold and it ends with some tile. (laughs) Notice, though, the statue, it's top-heavy. Think about that. Isn't that weird? you got the, 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 the strong quality materials at the top, and then at the very bottom, at its base, you've got cheap materials that are liable to break. Okay, It's a symbol that the, that the kingdom of man, that the kingdom of this world, is not stable. It's not bound to last forever. Now, in contrast to that kingdom, we have this other kingdom. It says it's a stone cut out of a mountain. It's a stone cut out not by human hands. So human beings are not the authors of this kingdom. And that stone is cut out, 
and it smashes the statue by basically striking it right at its feet. And uh, as it strikes the feet, the statue falls over and is destroyed. And the stone then becomes this huge mountain. Now think of a mountain, right? Big mountain shaped like this. It's the opposite of the statue. At the base of the mountain, you've got it's, it's wider than its top, so it's super stable. Mountain is super stable. Try to knock over a mountain. Good luck there. Okay. So it's a symbol that the kingdom of God, not made, not authored by human beings, is eternal and it's stable, eternally stable. In contrast to the the kingdom, the human kingdom. I think what I, maybe our takeaway message today, my brothers and sisters, is that. It's a little bit of a kind of a maybe self-esteem booster, I guess, in one in one sense. But it's also uh, let's not take it for granted what we have and who we are, and who we are to one another, and who our neighbors are. Okay, uh, we are that mountain. We are that stone. The church of Jesus Christ is not authored by human beings. God is the author. Isn't that amazing? That God is responsible for this organization we call the church. God created it. Jesus Christ established it. The God-man, Jesus Christ, established it. And he is living in our midst, especially as we celebrate communion today. He is in our midst. He is the high priest that offers the perfect worship to God in the Mass. He is the one we receive in Holy Communion. And he has a promise that he's given to us that the gates of hell will not prevail over the church. And that God's design for humanity, which is embodied in the church, is going to prevail. And we, as the body of Christ, we're members of that body. We're members of one another as well, too. It's a, it's a nice thing that St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians. We are members of one another. So as we look around to each other, we, we really need to recognize who we are, not take it for granted, that we are bound to be in communion with each other for eternity. Okay? I hope you like me because you're going to have to know me for forever. All right? I hope you like your neighbor because you're going to have to know them forever. And if you don't, uh, maybe that's something you got to get, that's a problem you got to get a solution to right now because we're going to be together for eternity. This is what our destiny is. This is what our calling is. We're, we're that mountain with its base, that eternally stable reality. We're going to continue forever in communion with each other and in communion with God. So, my brothers and sisters, let's not take each other for granted. And let's understand the wisdom and the, and the amazingness of God. That this is God's offering. You know, we can, we can look so often at what we do at churches. Oh, this is just... What he said or she said or father wants to do this or this stupid person wants to do that or X, Y, and Z. It's taken for granted as, as just like this merely human institution that's not what we are. Of course, there's a human dimension to it that's inescapable. And we have to bear with one another, of course. But ultimately, at its, at its base, this is a creation of God. And God is the author behind us. So let's, let's never lose sight of that. Let's never take that for granted. Let's never take one another for granted.